Hey, this is Rob here with a quick note. When we recorded this, we had not actually settled on a title. Just wanted to let you guys know what that was so you could find us. That's going to be You're Gonna Hate It. Uh, that's gonna with uh, G-O-N-N-A, spelled wrong, um, spelled conversationally. Um, so you can find us on iTunes under that title. That is, again, You're Gonna Hate It. We're going to be doing this, you know, semi-regularly for the time being. I don't think either of us have too much to do. So, you know, look us up if you enjoy it. We hope you do. Um, if not, you know, you're probably wiser and better off for it. Um, and while I've got you, quick correction, I referred to the, uh, hung, uh, to the filmmaker Belatar as Belarusian. He's actually Hungarian. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to correct that. If you're looking for long black and white films about the suffering of the peasantry, Belatar is your man. So anyway, with that being said, uh, let's get started. Thanks for listening. I used to produce movies. One critic called them European. I thought they were shit. Bullshit! We do not make B-pictures here at Capitol. So it's kind of a psychic political thriller comedy with a heart. But it doesn't make any sense, okay? It's fucking stupid. Okay, there actually has to be something that happens that's actually funny. Now what is the one thing, if you put it in a movie, it'll be successful? Tits. That is fun. <laughs> I can take you through it, step by step, explaining why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? I'm a star. I'm a star, I'm a star, I'm a star. Well, hello and welcome to this new endeavor. I don't think we, we don't have a name. I looked up just, oh, we, had a, we had a name in mind, but I looked it up and it has taken like three times over. Are so, you serious? Yeah. Well, 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 tell the people the name. I was going to be what, Trouble Feature, Double, Double Trouble. Some, I, I tried both of those, they're both taken. Yeah, yeah, people need to stop making podcasts. Not us, but other people. Yeah, I mean, no one's going to listen to this anyway, so don't worry. This is just for you and me. Yeah, is that, well, yeah, and Aaron. Yeah. Aaron well, I, I say, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I think our one listener might not be interested in this. Yeah, he might just be like, oh, Rob and Matt talking about film? That sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, uh, we don't have, we don't have the, the third heat. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He, yeah. He, he must not be named. Yeah, he who is currently dying of COVID. Yeah, no, he's at the doghouse for that. That's really yeah. self of him. He's yeah. he's not Keegan is not actually dying of coronavirus. He's I saw him we the other day. We don't know. COVID. Don't lie to the people. We don't know. He was on my roof two days ago. Hopefully he isn't Keegan. dying. But you never know. You, you you literally don't know with Keegan. Anyway, so this is a this is a separate thing. So we should stop talking about that other endeavor. That other but, endeavor. The the other endeavor, yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, so every every however often we do this, which is you know we got plenty of free time, so you might be getting a lot of this. Um, yeah, we are going to be talking about two films. Um, one selected by me. I was a film major, former film critic. For, you know, at a college paper, so it's not like a real thing. But I, I like to pretend it was real. It was fun to do. But what I'm saying is I'm pretentious. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretentious. I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, you go yeah. ahead and say it. Yeah, deeply and then, pretentious. And then I am also going to select a film. And just some background on me. Um, my name is Matthew Coppola, 
but I uh, did. I wanted to get away. You know, I didn't want my grandfather's name to really like interfere with 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 how people interacted with me in the industry. So I, I, I but but I didn't want to not get any job. So I drew up my last name. So uh, I'm Matt. No. Uh, I we can keep. Well, we can keep my name. Whatever people know who I am. What's it called? I'm a public figure now. Uh, so what's it called? Yeah. So then I'm gonna select a film uh, that. Uh, is uh, good, and um, Rob's gonna have to watch it. Yeah. So just just give people a sense of your of your of your taste. What are what are like some classics of your life? What are the things that you return oh. to again and again? I mean, I mean, um, uh, MacGruber has to be the all time greatest comedy film ever made. Um, I love it. I could watch MacGruber anytime, any place. MacGruber is probably if you want to know one movie, uh, it's MacGruber. Um, there's a movie called Hard Ticket to Hawaii that is um, that is a, a slept upon classic. Um, Freddie Got Fingered, uh, very good. Um, we'll be talking about that in a moment. Let's see. I have seen, I saw The Black Knight, uh, or, or I think it was just called Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. I saw that in the theater. Um, I've seen my, the first PG-13 film I ever saw was Wild Wild West, and it remains one of my favorite movies. Um, Let's see, uh, what else do I like? Um, I like good, basically, I, I like really good classic movies. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, just a, I'm just an all-around good guy. Uh, I watched, um, what's the one with Rosebud, that Citizen Kane? That's the one, yeah. Is that Xanadu? That, that, that or the, uh, the episode of The Simpsons is also features Rosebud. It does feature Rosebud. I've seen the episode of The Simpsons in, I like that one better because I did actually watch it. Again. <laughs> I watched it as a kid and I hated it. Um, I absolutely, I, well, I was made to watch it. Um, you know, what's it called? I did not like it. Uh, I thought it was bad. Uh, I saw Titanic, also stupid. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to defend. I've never seen Titanic. I don't feel bad about that. Yeah, no, no. That woman was so old in that movie. Um, I get it. The boat sinks. Yeah. I don't boat, need yeah, four yeah. hours of that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's so long. I got, I found it when I was working a junk job on VHS. It's two VHSs. Too many VHSs. What are you doing? You know what I mean? You, 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 just go to the boat sinking. That's all we need. That I mean, it. okay. I, I'm complaining about the length. I will tell you, I have watched in one sitting a uh, seven and a half hour uh, Belarusian film about the end of communism. Just because, you know, again. That's the most fucking you thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, for, like, god damn, oh my god. That's Satan crazy. Tango by Bellatar. Check it out. That's a god, if I you, won't. If you want to kill yourself. I tried to watch Stalker, but I was like, man, I can't get down with black and white. This is tough. So, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Stalker's not in black and white. Is it not? No. Well, then I watched something else. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Stalker. I was watching it on YouTube, so it could have been anything. <laughs> I don't think Stalker is on YouTube. But I, yeah, he might be on YouTube. You don't know for certain. What's it called? <laughs> it was made in Soviet Russia, you know, so it was free. That's how communism it's not. <laughs> that's <laughs> not accurate. Pretty sure that's how that works. No, um, what's it called? Let's see. Um, the Marx Brothers. Uh, I love the Marx Brothers. Three Stooges. Very good as well. Um, what's it called? I, I really liked uh, probably one of the most formative things I watched a lot as a kid. I watched a lot of Looney Tunes. 
I watched a lot of um, uh, Johnny Bravo. I watched a lot of cartoons, and I still would, but God, they are hard to come by. Let me tell you something. Cartoons are. And I, yeah, I was big on the Marx Brothers as a child. I have not really watched them much since, but I imagine they hold up great. You know? Um, yeah. Slap, I, 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 will, I have said it before, and I will say it again. No comedy ages better than Slapstick. Yeah, Timeless. Easily. Easily. Times a million. And that's really why I love McGrew. Big Laurel and Hardy fan, too. I never, I never got down with Laurel and Hardy, but only because they were goy. Uh, well, they, they, you know, Matt, you, 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 you know that we, we, you and I are Laurel and Hardy, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Wait, which one's, which one's the, uh, which one's the, which one's the funny one? <laughs> the rotund one. Okay, yeah, that's me. That's yeah. it. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. You never know. Oh, I watched. So, I've watched so much Abbott and Costello. It's not. I watched. I'm gonna Costello meet the. Is it meet? Is it the wolf? They meet man a lot of people. There is yeah. there is the wolf man. I think I think though them meeting Frankenstein is the big one that it has like everyone in it. That's really good. Um, yeah, basically. So my film taste is um, esoteric. I think you could say. It sounds like it's Fat Man Fall Down. Yeah. No. I mean, listen, listen. A lot of people Ooh. sleep on. That. That's a really good bit. We all like yeah. Fat Man Fall Down. Dude, it's so good. Dude, I watched. Dude, I showed fucking. I showed my kid a bunch of like uh, a bunch of like fail videos, and then uh, and then uh, and then my kid just started running around saying "ouch" and laughing, and then uh, my wife was not happy about that. So I'm not allowed to show to show uh, the children that anymore. But yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, Rob. How would you describe my film taste? You're, 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 I mean, listen, I'm in the industry, but you know, you studied the industry, right? You're an academic. I would say that your uh, film taste is kind of like cheese whiz. That's that the closest, cool? like, closest, God, like, food so corollary I can think of. Yeah. God, that's so fucking good. That's actually, yeah, that's actually the perfect way. Yeah, yeah. Rob's like one of those, like, $14 cheeses that you get at the deli, right? And I'm, I'm, I am cheese whiz. That's actually, yeah, that's actually kind of the perfect distillation of our, of our movie tastes. Okay, so, so speaking of which, the, uh, Basically, what we what we've been trying to do is torturing each other by assigning the other one movies that we think that they might hate or would break them in some way. So the oh, first movie, oh boy. the first movie we're going to talk about is I, I made you watch the Exterminating Angel from 1962, directed by Luis Buñuel. you're saying it my way now well which way well i don't know i thought i said Boonwell, and then you said it was another way and then i said i'm pretty sure it's Boonwell. no it's it's Boonyel. Bo- fucking hell i okay now you're you're tripping me up i don't i can't remember what's right anymore. we're gonna okay we're just here's here's what we're gonna do we're gonna settle on calling him louis booney louis the booney louis booney all right so there's just a little just a little background on the exterminating angel because i don't know if 
anyone other than me is going to have seen this. I mean, anyone who cares about movies at all probably will have seen it because you know it's a it's a it's a classic. I'm going to ignore that slate. Well, no, oh no, but I have seen it now. So okay, so that yeah, checks yeah, out. You you are a sophisticant, as you so like I, to say. You're you're now a member of the. You're a cineast. That's right. I can't, That's I right. can't pronounce words anyway. We're, we're not going to try. I can. But, only because I'm cultured. So, <laughs> so Boonwell, Boonwell is a, you know, he's a, he's a big deal. You know, he's one of those like capital I important directors originally from Spain. Um, and just, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start giving my spiel, but jump in here anytime. You know, I don't want to just have me talking for too long because no one wants that. God knows. I want that. But <laughs> I want that. So he's originally from Spain. He was big in the uh, surrealist movement in like the 20s and 30s. He was sort he had sort of a love-hate relationship with Salvador Dali. Like they were friends but also hated each other. Um mm. and uh Did his... that lobster phone. <laughs> <laughs> Is that him? Bunuel? Yeah, well, I mean, I I I bet you Dali took it from him. Because, man, that was pretty surreal. And Bunuel likes animals. I know that. I've seen the movie. <laughs> there, are, there, are some, there are some creatures in the movie, some critters. It's true. I paid attention. Yeah. Well, there is, a, there is at least in one part, a, a, very obviously just a dude in a bear suit. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, he, looked, he looked like he was on his way to the end of The Shining to blow a dude in the back of a hotel. That's yeah. honestly exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen The Shining. <laughs> You just smiled and nodded. Yeah, well, I've seen clips of it on YouTube, so I've seen The Shining, but I'm not <laughs> see. I'm not sat through the movie. It looks scary. There you go. So, Boonwell's like breakthrough was the the short film Unchen Andalu, an Andalusian dog, which he directed with uh, Dali. You don't gotta translate for me. I got it. <laughs> what language was that, Matt? That was French. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, one of the weird things about me is that I actually speak some French. So oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's one of the yeah, annoying okay. things. I thought I was going to get one past you. But... No. Oh, no. Now yeah, when so I it was dogs. So they directed that together. It was, a, it was a short. It was one of the first, like, surrealist movies that tried to, like, capture, you know, what dreams look like on film. So, it was a, you know, it was a big deal. He actually, Boonwell was, like, really hoping that he was going to piss off a lot of people, but like, me hated... <laughs> have you seen it? No, but just the idea of someone being like, I would have, I would have, I would have made a movie that's dreams. It really upsets <laughs> me. I'm not gonna lie. Like at the moment you said that, I said, "Fuck." I don't know if you. Yeah, were, I'm well, I think upset. that's sort of the reaction he was looking for, and he was actually really pissed off when it was like, um, like praised widely among the bourgeoisie. He hated that. He was he like he. He brought, uh, at the first screening, he brought uh, rocks in his pocket to, like, throw at hecklers, <laughs> but no one heckled it. He was really annoyed. Um, uh, I relate to this band so much. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, shortly after that, he had a, a falling out with Dali, mostly over politics, because um, mm. Dali was, like, a Franco supporter, and really? well was, yeah, yeah, Dali was, like, actually fairly right-wing. Oh, what a piece of shit. Fuck him, then. Those stupid fucking lobsters. That piece of shit. I'm going to take that mustache. I'm going to rip it off his goddamn face. Never mind. Don't get me started, folks, on Dolly. Dolly, listen, melting clocks sucks dick. Shut up. I could paint that. I'm a better painter than him. Anyway, continue, Rob. And Boonwell was very left-wing, so you yeah. like that. 
but listen after what the fascists did to my grandfather's country all right don't even get me started this was all personal affront to you well yeah no everything literally everything that happens is yes yeah so Boonwell's next major movie, and I'm not going to run through all of them. I'm just going to do like sort of a bullet point of some of the important ones. But his next major movie, like his first feature, The Golden Age, like he actually, he finally got the like scandal he was looking for. Like it, uh, it, um, the climax of it features, it's sort of like a, basically it has Jesus doing BDSM. Uh, Wait, is like, about the poor people? They're all, a lot of them are about poor people. Okay. But I think you're probably thinking of Los Olvidados. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the one where he went to like that poor part of Spain and then he was like, damn, look how poor all these people are. You made and a then, few movies like that, but. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, I'm interrupting your spiel. I'm sorry. Continue. No, no, no. We want this to be a conversation. Otherwise, it'll just become me lecturing you, which no one wants that. Listen, but I want that. I told you. I, I said it twice. I want to <laughs> Unsurprisingly. Cigarette in my mouth, just to let everyone know that I'm cool. Yeah. You're like outside on your porch smoking in the dark. Um, it's like right. honestly, just the way you're like illuminated solely by your computer screen, you look like this is like an Al Qaeda hostage video. <laughs> Am I the taker of the hostage? It's impossible to tell. <laughs> honestly, it, it's more like uh, the way it really looks is this is this is like a Big Lebowski, like she kidnapped herself situation, but you're just like pretending to be like daniel pearl right now yeah, yeah for attention yeah that yeah exactly exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah unsurprisingly his movie about jesus bdsm did not go over great in 1930 spain and the the financiers were uh, both like um it was a couple i believe and they were both like devout catholics and were threatened with excommunication and so they immediately immediately withdrew all prints and the film was not seen again for 40 years um how'd they find no i don't know um i know check the recycling yeah 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 yeah, exactly yeah yeah i found anyway so during the spanish civil war he backs the republicans when franco takes over he's actually out of the country like when the war ends he's doing like diplomatic stuff on behalf of the republican government in the u.s so he basically just never goes back to spain um yeah um immediate like Spend some time dicking around Hollywood, but no one really took much interest in him because the, what, the sense I got from reading like a quick biography of him of, was there was like a, a, everyone was expecting him to be this like really weird out there character because they heard, had heard that he was a, you know, a surrealist who hung out with Dali. So they're expecting, you know, someone like Dali who was just yeah. really into being like publicly weird, but he was like, you know, actually a very normal guy who was married to like one woman for like 40 years and it was just like him and his his wife and his kids and everyone was like who's this boring guy just not interested so he just didn't really him hanging out with dali and just being like salvador like what are you doing yeah he would like he he grew up in like he was like his family was fairly wealthy but he grew up in the country so like he he like repeatedly described himself as a redneck essentially that's um, so cool. <laughs> and I he, love he said that his uh, the village that he grew up was in uh, the Middle Ages didn't end until World War One. Um, oh God! Yeah, so <laughs> like a very backward um, upbringing. Mm-hmm. No, I get but, it. I get it. I grew up in Bethesda. It's much the same. 
yeah, almost exactly. Yeah, no, no. You had to go till the field and shit, and then go to and then go to soccer practice. It was crazy. I'm sorry, I'm being dumb. Continue. I want to. I want to hear. I want to learn. I'm here to learn. No, we want. We want some dumb in this. That's that's half the point. No, but anyway, well, he, my best. He ultimately he ultimately lands in Mexico. Um, immediately picks, pisses off the entire Mexican film industry by making his first film is entirely about poverty in Mexico, which no one really appreciated. Um, mm. But so, you know, spends a few years in the wilderness there, but eventually, you know, makes a name for himself as an international director, you know, like really sort of develop a, develops a, you know, a following, um, you know, is, you know, considered a renowned filmmaker. And immediately before The Exterminating Angel, he made his like uh, what up until that point had been his biggest success as a film, uh, which is Viridiana in 1961, and that's that's actually kind of a, a crazy story behind that. The way that that happened was he was at uh, Cannes in 1960, um, and the the director who was make who had made Spain's entry into the Cannes Film Festival. Cannes is like the the biggest film festival in the world. It's the most prestigious. It's, you know, the one that you want to get into. But so the, the guy who is the, the Spanish director there who was making, you know, who had made Spain's entry into the the festival, this guy, uh, who is it? Bigger uh, than the oh, Saturn yeah. Awards? Sorry? It's bigger than the Saturn Awards? <laughs> I think Saturn, I think, I, I, I mean, listen, listen, I know you were the academic here, but I don't know, man, Sad, people sleep on the Saturn Awards. Saturn Awards, pretty big deal, you know? Saturn's a pretty big planet. It's, so, it's one of the bigger ones, yeah. A lot, a lot of people forget that. You're here to educate the people, and I feel like you're doing a good job. <laughs> anyway, this, this Spanish director, Carlos Sara, um, you know, he basically approaches Boonwell and is like, hey, you know, I know that you're not really popular with the Franco government, but, you know, we really want to establish Spain as like an important cinematic nation. You know, we want to to, to bolster his reputation anyway. So would you, you know, I've got some pull there. I think that if I, if I talk to the right people, I can get you to produce a film for Spain to enter, to enter into Cannes next year. And so Bunuel agrees, you know, he'd like to do, you know, he'd like to make a movie to enter into Cannes, obviously. obviously. But, you know, this is, again, this is the Franco regime who he's no fan of, you know, the fascist regime that ruled Spain from the 30s to the 70s. And so what what Bunuel decides he has to do is make the dirtiest movie he's ever made, which is saying something. Viridiana is about a nun, but it deals in like rape, incest, necrophilia, like animal cruelty, bestiality, like it's 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 out there. God. <laughs> oh my god, we need to watch that one. And what he does Have is you seen it? I have not seen this one. I, I just know it on reputation. Okay. Okay, we'll have to watch it. Okay, so so to get it past, past okay. the censors, he, uh, what he does is he submits to them uh, uh, basically a rough cut of the film that leaves out all the dirty stuff. I imagine it must have been like 15 minutes long. But anyway, he tells them it's the final cut and then smuggles the final cut into France, essentially and submits that to Khan. So Spain essentially doesn't know the movie that they're submitting. So yeah. so the film actually wins the Palme d'Or at Khan, which is, you know, again, like the most yeah. prestigious award in film. And, and I was wondering, let me translate that for you real quick. That's the Palm, uh, that's a golden palm. 
Yes, that's, that's yeah. accurate. Yes. So it wins this huge award, and like someone from the Spanish government, not realizing exactly what movie has just won, like comes on stage to accept the award on behalf of Spain, and is like so proud and so grateful. Like this is a great honor for the Spanish people. And then you know, within not that long, it comes out exactly what has just won, and like they immediately get like a they get they're denounced by the Vatican. Uh, the that director of Spain's national program, film program, who accepted the award on behalf of Franco, is immediately fired. Um, the film is banned. The film is banned in Spain, obviously, and all like it becomes illegal to even mention it in the press. Like you cannot <laughs> even acknowledge its existence. And uh, both of the Spanish production companies that were involved in its production are disbanded. Wow, <laughs> that's so fucking cool. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> so yeah, that's what you get for fucking with Franco. That's right. Oh my god. Oh dude. <laughs> anyway, the exterminating angel is his follow-up to that. Um so the film is about a uh <clears throat> a group of sort of aristocratic dinner guests who come over to this uh this nobleman's or Plutar or uh, plutocrat, I don't know. I don't okay. remember exa exactly what his profession is. I don't think it's mentioned or is necessarily. Yeah, I don't important. think it is either. He's like he's a fancy a, guy. <laughs> he's, he's like a fancy guy. Yeah. They all come over to his house for a dinner party after an opera, and you know they have this. They have this dinner party for some reason that's you know doesn't quite get explained. You know, at least in the initial, you know, it seems a little strange as as it's happening. All of pretty much all of the servants except for the major domo just sort of decide to leave halfway through the party. Um, mm. everyone just kind of you know writes it off as you know the helps act him up um, and then after the dinner party all of the guests you know rather than going home they just kind of take their jackets off and sit down on couches and just kind of go to bed and everyone's like hmm that's a little strange but you know maybe everyone just had a little bit too much to drink you know they didn't feel like driving home you know they're just mm, whatever they just, they're just crashing over the night and then the next morning everyone wakes up and it, it becomes clear pretty quickly they cannot leave this room like nothing is physically blocking them but just anytime anyone tries to leave they suddenly have another idea or they uh, you know sort of suddenly overcome with indecision or fear they just for whatever reason they can't get out of the room and this goes on for like eventually days you know they, they eat up all the food and water they have to like drill through the wall to get to a pipe just to have water for themselves. You know, people start to lose their shit. You know, they can't wash. They can't, you know, they can't really do anything that humans do, you know. Um, one guy dies. Another couple commits fuck. suicide. They can't fuck. Yeah. Everyone's no, no, extremely oh, no, horny. No, no, no. First off, let me just stop you right there, okay? Just for the spoiler alerts, okay, for everything, okay? You're very, very inconsiderate of our audience, all right? There are major spoiler alerts coming. First off, all right, everything happens twice in the beginning, okay? So you don't have to rewind. I made that mistake, okay? <laughs> you don't have to rewind. It's just, it happens twice. It's a thing. I don't, well, I know kind of why he did it, but I don't know why he did it. Second off, uh, <laughs> what's it going? I cannot stress to you people how horny everyone at this goddamn dinner party is i have been at some parties and i have been feeling away at some parties i have never been so horny in my goddamn life as these people i have two children these people were so horny they were okay and that's that's really all i gotta say right now why don't you keep going 
I mean, I, I really just wanted to set up the movie. Now I want to kind of get your reaction to it. What did you think as a man who loves Martin Lawrence films of <laughs> The Exterminating Angel? Dude, Blue Streak? Oh, my God. Have you seen Blue Streak? I have not seen Blue Streak. You're going to see Blue Streak. I'm going to tell you that right now. Anyway, okay. so, so, so what did I think? So I'm watching this movie, right? And first off, like I said, everything happens twice. Very confusing, okay? I didn't appreciate it. Second up, just a little warning. This that is happens always... with like two shots. You're making it seem like the whole movie like plays out twice. Like this yeah. is funny games or something, which is a reference you're not going to get. But no, I was going to say I don't get it yeah. at all. Is that a, I, I, is that a Marx Brothers film? Because I feel like I've seen all of them. <laughs> it's a, a Michelle Haneke film. Oh, 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 Michelle. Yeah, no, yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, actually, yeah, you got it right. <laughs> Hell yeah, fucking yeah, nailed that. Oh, uh, fucking put one up on the board for Matt. Anyway, no, um, yeah, no. So I'm like fucking watching this movie, and like, yeah, again, I'm sure there's some woman called the Valkyrie who just sucks, but like everyone is like super into her for some reason. Everyone's like, yeah, she's like so alluring, and the only alluring thing she does in the entire movie is she throws a rock through a window for some reason. And then, and then what? And then this fat guy is like probably just some Jew. Which, as a Jew, I didn't know was our rep. I didn't know people. I didn't know we were known as people that throw rocks through windows. But I'm gonna start doing it a whole hell of a lot more. Uh, I would say just as troublemakers generally, at least among anti-Semites in Spain. I mean, honestly, yeah, I could, I could actually, yeah, yeah. Concerning the fact that, well, I don't know if I want to say this on the recording, but I'll tell you offline what my father just did. But uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 yeah, no, we definitely are. Actually, yeah. Now that and actually, actually thinking about how I've acted at work the last two shifts, yes, definitely troublemakers. But anyway, no, um, fucking yeah. So so yeah, all these people they all get like really upset because people start taking their jackets off, which I didn't know was such a big deal. I love taking if I'm if I'm dressed up, my favorite thing to do you take your jacket off, you roll up your sleeves, you get you look comfortable, you loosen your tie, right? Apparently, that's a huge thing in Mexico to not do. So now I know that. So I'll tell you this. This movie taught me that if I'm ever in Mexico at a fancy dinner party, first thing I do, throw a rock through the window. They're going to be like, oh, that Jew did that. And isn't he so alluring? Second off, be horny, right? Because they're going to respond positively to that. But like very little fucking is going to take place. Third off, I saw no boobs during this movie. And I was really thinking I was going to. Fourth off. 1962. Yeah, but like, you know, it's foreign. It's racist, but I stand by it. I, you know, man, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I'm just a, I'm just a humble cashier at a grocery store. That's all I am. All right. And I'm watching this movie. Right. And I think I, I think I watched it. I think I watched it actually after a shift, actually. And Rob, this is a little background. I said to Rob, wait, can I watch this in like segments? And he said, no, you're supposed to watch a movie throughout. And that's when I learned that I have not been watching movies correctly. Second off, <laughs> I forget which number I'm on. So anyway, what happens? Um, so everyone leaves, which makes sense, but then they can't. And then, yeah, they get upset about the jackets. And then, yeah, basically this movie. The details broke. you get hung up on are really interesting. I was like, really? I was really very confused. They were like, all these people are like, oh my God, he's taking off his jacket. That's such a faux pas. Well, oh, you know what? We'll also take off our jackets. It won't be so bad. And it's like, you're all just in the room. What? I think that's part of the, uh, I think that might actually be intentional, Matthew. That you think? <clears throat> there's, a, there's, there's an obsession with decorum, you know? There is, yeah. 
and yeah. and it doesn't always make sense it doesn't even always help it's just it's there you know and because that's really all they have you know yeah i think that the <clears throat> when the situation starts to transpire and they're essentially stuck in an emergency situation you know yeah. none of them actually have any idea what to do you know they all have different ways of dealing with it you know some of them uh respond rationally like there's a doctor who tries to you know he He's, he, he applies science to it. He tries to he tries to be helpful to people, you know, there are people there who are sick. He tries to help them. You know, the actual say, host is this very is liberal the, mind. Oh, Sorry, I was gonna say, by the way, the doctor, the least horny man in this entire movie. Uh, Again, he's he's horny for science. He's, he's horny for reason. Horny for reason. He is so horny. This man is all facts and logic. You could not own him with facts and logic. Okay? He is so horny for facts and logic some woman literally makes out with him in the beginning and he's just like what i mean a man made of stone i hated him continue so anyway you know the the point the point being they're not all insane you know they're not all bad people you know some some of them clearly are like there's you know one dude who crawls around on the floor trying to like fondle women at, the, at night yeah, you know one of them tries to i think it's the same guy essentially tries to lead lead a revolt against the uh the homeowner saying we need to sacrifice him to whatever god or you know yeah. fate or whatever has done this and maybe then we'll be freed from this yeah. but oh there's a little weenie guy oh i hated him who clearly has like an incestuous relationship with his sister who who is i gotta say though the sister i gotta say terrifying she really she really like fights with several men during this movie it's pretty crazy crazy stuff folks um what's what's it called what else uh there's beatrice who's who's by far the hottest woman in this but then her husband or her fiance so i know he's 30 because i remember he said that but also he's just a weird looking guy no beard and uh really just a giant pussy uh but yeah no they're the ones that kill themselves uh, because uh, because uh, they can't stand the fact that they smell bad or whatever it was that they were upset about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I got out of it. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. This this movie, because here's the thing, folks. I don't know if you watch the news, but we're all under quarantine right now. You know, we're all locked in, except for Rob and I, who are essential workers. And you know, you're you don't have to thank us for our service, but you're welcome all the same. And um, that's, a, that's right, Rob, 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 don't, don't, don't be so bashful, Rob. You and I are the glue holding it. Listen, we're the man on the, on, the, on the wall protecting the sheep inside. That's you and I. Why, why, why are the sheep walled in? <laughs> well, so they don't get out. <laughs> do, they, do, they normally, stuff, do they normally construct siege fortifications for that? Yeah, sheep, sheep can get pretty big. You know, I don't know if you know this, but a ram is just a male sheep, and man, they got horns, and they're pretty mad a lot of the time when you try to get near the young ones. You gotta be careful for them. Really, they like the charge. I was born in the year of the ram, as were you, which is funny because I feel like I'm a lot more ram-like than you. You are like um, you're like a dragon, but you're like one of those Chinese dragons that aren't scary. They're just kind of like they're like water-based. And they're they're just good luck versus me, a ram who will who will who will attack the the, the ram, the alpha predator. A lot of people don't know that about the the meat. Someone has to cut you off at some point. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I was wondering when you were gonna. I was running out of things to say and I was panicking. 
<laughs> it was clear that it would not stop unless, unless I outside we intervention was held. I forgot what? what we were doing. I forgot we were talking about a movie. <laughs> I know. I know, Matt. Yeah, so what did I miss? So, you, <laughs> so the start of your the start of this thought that eventually became several thoughts and yet somehow had no thought behind them was <laughs> that we are all under quarantine. And that seemed to be leading somewhere that but eventually just oh, became yeah. a discussion of Chinese menu like zodiac signs. Now, I know a lot about mythical creatures because I'm not sure all of them are mythical. Don't, you, you listen to our other thing. This is our other thing. You'll hear some of my thoughts about the sea and about, and about how I tried to be silenced by this man uh, sitting across from me on Zoom. Uh, we tried to silence my brave truths, uh, uh, basically throughout our entire friendship. But anyway, there, not what we're here for. No. So that's the thing. Yeah. So they like can't leave. And then people also kind of like can't get in to help them. You know what I mean? And just everyone's weird. And um, what's it called? And, and, and it's just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is that like, it, it's so, 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 so I read uh, uh, the, the, the no jaw guy. That's Ebert. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? I read Ebert's kind of depiction of this. Well, 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 before we get into. Go ahead. Go ahead. Before we get into like unpacking the like meaning of it, I just want to know like, what was this like watching for you? Like, what was your like emotional, oh experiential reaction to it? That's really what I want to get. Well, here, what's it called? Let's see. I I I basically live texted you through this, um, through this thing. Uh, you made after I told you I was not going to read them. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I do that. Yeah, yeah. Jackie even asked me at one point. She's like, "Are you still texting him?" I thought he said he wasn't going to read it. And I was like, "Yeah, no, I know, but this is for me." Uh, you know, this is very which little. okay. I, I I read them in the morning. I just told you I was going to sleep and I was going to be muting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. No, I knew I knew you couldn't stay away from my thoughts. I know you read all my texts and I know that you absorb them and you go, "Damn, another pearl of wisdom from Matt." This is what I need <laughs> to get me through yet another day. This is I am your I am your muse. I am your sage. I am your rabbi. I am everything. Anyway, and yet nothing at all. But no, for me watching this, it was just a lot of confusion. It was a lot of confusion. It was a lot of confusion, and it was a lot of indignation at these characters. It was me just being mad at all of these people uh, over and over again for different reasons. Um, let me think. I'm trying to remember the movie. Uh, it was <laughs> like two days ago. <laughs> I have a hard time with things and stuff. I'm going to look through my text messages with you real quick. Let's see. It's just a bunch of me sending you art. Uh, I send you a lot of art. You really you're mostly really have... pictures of skeletons. Yeah, dude, I love pictures of skeletons. Pictures of skeletons are so good. Like, dude, that was such a good picture of a skeleton I sent you. Okay, uh, okay. So first off, uh, the movie. So the so the place is on Providence Street, right? Which you're cutting is out there. Deep because you know Providence, man. Uh, what's it called? Am I cutting out there? Okay, you're That's back. Are you just going? You are you me? just going to read all of your texts? Well, I'm trying to remember what happened. I'm trying to remember how I felt. I'm trying to recover the feeling. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, basically, it's just a bunch of weird shit that happens. Like, there's some lady who has like a bunch of like has like a dead chicken in her wallet. But then, like, apparently she's a Jew, and apparently that's like a Kabbalah thing. Which, like, I am not that kind of Jew. Uh, there's like Masons in this. Uh, there's, that's the thing. yeah, it's just, I'm very confused. 
uh, what's it called? Uh, why the help is leaving and why that one hot woman is so mad. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, that's the thing. I just, these people are getting weirdly mad at people for taking off their jacket. I don't understand what the big deal is. It's just, so me. I just keep asking you why things are happening. Um, what's it called? Um, what's it called? Honestly, it was exhausting to watch. It was exhausting to watch because it revealed a lot of truths about our current situation. And those truths are that that we that, that 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 if you're out there, right, and you're working right now, you're Julio. All right, you got to take care of all these fucking people in here. We're all smelling bad and trying to fuck each other and kill each other. Basically, what it meant to me is I'm the glue holding this situ this whole situation together. Without me, it falls. Uh, I think was what. It no, that's not actually what I got. No, it was just weird, man. It was just like it was just just like it's like crazy art film that like i it was you're frozen you're frozen in a very alluring position can you hear me yeah i can hear you yeah no yeah yeah i don't know yeah what it did it broke me it completely fucking broke me i just want to read what i wrote to you after I finished the movie and honestly, I'm exhausted, but I like that. Good movie, would have immediately shot Raul. Shit, dude, we're living in the exterminating angel. God fucking damn it, I'm so mad. And then the next day at 9.38 a.m., I literally can't tell you how much that movie broke me. Uh, so, yeah. Why did it break you? It broke me because like, that's the thing is that like I'm watching this movie. I'm like, what a weird fucking art movie. This is so weird. This is so surreal. It's a surrealist movie. I paid attention, right? And like, that's the thing I realized. Like, holy shit, everything right now is so fucking surreal. It's so weird. I went to the, like, you go to the grocery store. They're just out of the same shit over and over again. Everyone is acting super weird. Everyone is staying away from each other. No one is getting yeah. close. I mean, it, it's a movie about being stuck inside forever. It's, it's, it's what this feels like. We're all stuck. And that's the thing. And that's the thing. Just like in the fucking movie, they can't leave the room. We can't leave Earth. There's nowhere to go. This isn't Katrina where you could like leave uh, wherever, you know, I know it kind of happened over the, you know, mostly New Orleans, but also the rest of the Gulf. You couldn't leave. You know what I mean? No, there's nowhere to go. It's everywhere. This is everywhere. And everyone's being fucking weird about it. You know what I mean? Remember like a week ago when they're all like, yeah, no, everyone should just go back to work. And now there are like 1,900 cases in Maryland. What is going on, people? We need to, we need to, we need to shut everything down until we figure out what's going on. And 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 that's that's the exterminating angel. Yeah, I mean that's honestly that's why I picked it partially because I thought it would it would break you a little bit partially because yeah, I just wanted I wanted to see how you would react to like a genuine art film. But also because it is really like, it's a good film for the moment. Like, again, it's, it's about being stuck inside forever. But it's also, you know, it's, it's about, again, as I, was, as I was saying, you know, it's, it's about being in this extreme situation and the people in charge having no idea what to do. Yeah. You know, all, again, all of the people in the, who are stuck inside, they're not all bad people. Some of them are very intelligent people, but not one of them has an actual solution to it. You yeah. know, um, as we, we talked a little bit about this on the phone, like um, after you first watched it and like I was saying that I, I, I was kind of asking you what you thought the film like meant. Um, and it, I kind of got into a little bit about how I, I don't think that like, 
looking as art, looking at art as a uh, like a magic eye poster, or if you just squint at it right, there's one correct reading, and that's like the only way to get it. And once you solve that, you've you've solved it, you know. Um, but <clears throat> it, but there's a, this very clear like metaphor in this film. This is like a movie that is clearly operating. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. This is like definitely a movie that is that is working like on the level of metaphor. Like it, it there's a lot of dream logic in it, which I think is part of why it, it's a very like malleable metaphor, which I think is is why yeah. it, it doesn't fall into that like 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 a movie like yeah. Really the movie I was thinking it was Inception, which is just like Oh, it, don't even get me fucking started. Which I remember what is kind of, it, is kind of a fun movie, but it really seems like the idea of the movie is to solve the movie, to find the one yeah. correct answer about it, which I think is a kind of a frustrating yeah. and empty way to look at movies. And this is, it's, it's again, I, I think the exterminating angels kind of solve is, is uh, protected from that a little bit, insulated from that a little bit, because yeah. it, it does, you know, it, it is again, such a malleable metaphor. You know, it, it's not like there's one reading of it, Yeah, but, that being said, like it is, it is, again, Bunuel was an exile from like Franco's Spain. And this is yeah. a movie where essentially what happens is there's this, uh, basically a revolt by the workers where they all abandon their masters. Um, mm -hmm. And the masters are left in this untenable situation where they, they don't know how to provide for themselves. That's right. And, That's and right, they Ron. don't, yeah. And they don't, they can't see any any way out of it. Even the well-meaning ones, any even the intelligent ones, they don't ultimately have a solution for the predicament they find themselves in. And the way that the movie ultimately resolves itself is they realize after you know days or weeks or months, it's not clear exactly how long of being in this situation, they have all sort of almost magically ended up exactly in the same place as night when this all started. You know, they're all in the same chairs and seats, and they just sort of realize, oh, things have returned to exactly the way they were. And at that moment, they're able to get up and leave, you know? So basically yeah. there's this, this sort of this, you know, essentially this, this revolution that ultimately resolves itself by everything returning to exactly the way it was. And yeah. then the, the sort of epilogue after that is, you know, things having returned to the, the status quo, basically the situation just repeats. This is why this movie fucking broke me is because it's made when my dad was fucking two years old still shitting his pants like a chump you know what i mean and like and 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 it perfectly fucking mirrors the situation we have now right everything is fucking crazy everything is wild you know what i mean like you said no one can solve this thing right and then it ends up just kind of by happenstance, just by random fucking chance, resolving itself, right? Where they all just, oh my God, wait, we're all in the exact same place we were. Holy shit, let's try it again. And then it works, right? And then, but it doesn't work because it happens again. It happens again. It happens a fucking again. And that's the thing. The, 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 that's what I, I was like, I was like, because everyone just wants this all to just go back to normal. And there's no normal. You can't go back to normal. What normal do you think there is, people? Wake up. Oh my God. Rob, I'm feeling so powerful right now. You don't even know. This movie, this movie, everyone needs to see this movie and then listen to only me. And I think I could lead us through this. No, 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 not actually. A little actually, but no. Like, it's, it, it's, no, and that, that's the thing is that I, I think what was funny was, was that like, what, what, what spared like the workers 
right? And, and this is just, I mean, like, there's no way he meant to do this. But basically, like, what spared the workers from, like, from, like, this horrible fate that, like, that, like, befell everyone that was like, yeah, no, we can keep partying, basically, was that they were just like, no, we're going to go home. Which is exactly like what's happening now. Just go home. Stay home. Oh, my God. This movie, you broke me, man. You broke me. I'm, you? I'm, so, I'm so happy to have broken you. You, you, before we did this, Rob was like, do you want a movie that you're going to, what was it? Do you want a movie that I think you'll actually like or a movie that will break you? And I said, break me, baby. And he did. He fucking did. Also, also very funny, just, just to point out, um, everyone's starving. And then Julio just starts, Julio, who's the major domo, who's like the only like worker remaining, right? Uh, uh, he, he just starts he just, eating paper. Yeah, he just starts eating paper. And then they're just like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm eating paper. And then they're just like. He's like, I used to do it as a kid. It's not bad. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're just all like, "What the fuck?" Like, like, it's it's so. Oh my god! It's such a good movie. Everyone should see it. I liked it, even though you do have to read a lot because it's in Spanish. And I don't know if you know Spanish. I don't, so I had to read. I'm so glad you enjoyed it, um, but you, in your turn, then after I tried to break you, you returned the favor by trying to break me, and I think we should move on to that now. Oh my God, yes. So do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about Pretty Godfinger, then we can start a discussion on this magnum opus of Thomas Green. Look, I found a treasure. Let's hope on a roll. Are you imbecile? Oh no, a treasure! It went into that underwater cave. <sighs> Thinks different. You want to just barge into a restaurant and expect someone to give you a TV show? Uh, I don't know. Um... Yeah? Hey! He talks different. I can walk backwards fast as you can. And the backwards man, the backwards man. I can walk backwards fast as you can. What God name are you doing? And he acts ah! Ah! different. No, 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 no. My plan. Give me my plan. But that's only because. He is. I wasn't expecting that to happen. You made the move! Pathetic loser! Is this your dad? That's my phone! Regency Enterprises presents Tom Green. He's a stupid! Not stupid! He's a stupid! Not stupid! He's stupid! Not stupid! Freddy got fingered. Now, if you'll excuse me, I still have some work to do. Danny, would you like some sausage? Danny, would you like some sausage? We're real proud of it. I think I could have come up with a better title. Yes, yes, we can. It is Magnum Opus of Thomas Green, a brave Canadian, not the good type of Canadian, but a type of Canadian. So, so, so Tom Green, Thomas Green, Thomas Jones Green. Um. Hold on. We're losing Are we each talking? Other again. Okay, we're seeing each other. Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay. So Tom Green, so he makes this movie, but he got fingered. And here's the thing. Here's why I'm at a disadvantage. All right, I'm playing with a handicap here, right? Because first off, I don't remember a lot of the movie. Second off, you didn't rewatch it. What? 
No, no, I couldn't find, I tried, I, I, I typed in, watch Freddy Got Figured online free, and I couldn't find it. Okay, let me, let me tell you, before you go into your thing, let me just tell you the links I went to to watch this movie. I'm I, I, initially, like, initially, obviously, my, my first thought was, like, where, where can I stream this? It's not streaming anywhere except for, like, you have to rent it on, Am on Amazon. And let me tell you, I am not paying four yeah. American dollars to watch Freddy Got Fucking Fingered. So I, I went mean, looking... So I went looking for places to, to steal it. And I, I never steal movies, but it was just like, okay, if we're doing this, you know, I, I guess this is what we're going to have to do. So I went on like, a, like an illegal streaming website. I, I watched like the first 15 minutes of it and then it just froze. So like I had to go through this whole rigmarole of like, I, I downloaded a, a VPN and BitTorrent, which neither of which I had in the past, just to download Freddy Got <laughs> Fucking Fingered. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh my god! I've already won! I know we weren't competing, but I know that I have. Continue, please. Uh, no, that's the whole story. You, give me your spiel about this. It's a, yeah, no, so it's about this guy, and he's an animator, and his name is actually, funny story, not Freddy. I forget what his name is. I want to say Gord. Is it Gord? Oh my god, it is Gord, which is like, so good. Okay, he's supposed to be he's supposed to be from like uh Portland, I think. But he's come on, his name Canadian. is Gord. He's clearly his is, Canadian. His name is fucking Gord, and Tom Green doesn't even try to hide his Canadian guy. Like he's just a he's just a Canadian guy, right? Um, what's he called? His brother is who's his brother? What's his name? His brother's his name brother, is Freddy. His brother's name is Freddy, but who's the actor that plays it? Do you remember? Uh, give me a second. I can look it up. Nah, nah, nah. Who cares? Anyway, right, right. So, so Rip Torn is his dad, and I forget who his mom is. Right? His mom and is the lady from the Brady Bunch. Not, yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know that. Anyway, so what's it called? You know, I don't know that. Let me see. I can't. She was also in Marriage Story. She was the mo Scarlett Johansson's mom in Marriage Story. Not true. Hey, is it okay if I come in here? I'm gonna stay outside. I'm going to stay outside. We're going to stay outside. We can cut this part if you want. Or we can keep it in, either or. So, um, yeah, what's it called? I'm not here in a, in, in a, in a, in a I'm not going to call it the, what you used to call it, which is no longer correct. I'm out here in a tank top and a, and, and, and a, and a hoodie. And let me tell you something, not enough. It's very windy. Um, but so, so, so he's like an animator and he has these dreams and he gets this LeBaron right? And he goes out to LA to be an animator and he makes it clear to Freddie that Freddie did not get a LeBaron, that he got a LeBaron. So he goes out there and he hits this deer, right? And he went, no, that's after. Anyway, <laughs> so he goes and he tries to be an animator and he can't. He ends up working in some sort of cheese or meat factory. I can't remember. What's it a called? cheese sandwich factory. It's not, it's a, not cheese. a cheese sack. They assemble cheese sandwiches. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So hilarity and um, what's it called? He makes a cheese helmet. What's it called? And informs everyone that they cannot hurt him. I believe uh, is how I don't that remember goes. That. Uh, I might have oh, zoned who, out. Who cares? What, what's it called? It's a good movie. I'm I'm upset you don't. Anyway, no. But so he 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 makes he makes uh, this cartoon, right? And then he shows it to this guy, and the guy's like, Anthony Michael Hall. These are really good drawings, but you like, there's no depth here. You get, Anthony Michael Hall, uh, uh, actually, fun, uh, you don't have to tell me it was Anthony Michael Hall, buddy, all right? Anthony Michael Hall is my godfather. A lot of people don't know that. And in the industry, 
anyway, so uh, what's it called? No, but so, uh, yeah, so he's like, damn, I got to get inside the animal. So he's driving, and then he hits a deer, and then he goes, oh, my God, I need to get inside the animal. So he cuts open the deer, and he puts on the deer, and he starts going around as the deer, and then he gets hit by a car or, or a semi, and then he's fine, and then he jerks off a horse, and that's actually that's really early on that's on his way down to california that's on his way that's the one that's on his way it's hard to tell i don't know if we i don't know if we need a 100 percent plot recap of every every various gross out sketch yeah well yeah no well he jerks off a horse it's important to the plot and um what's it called right uh and then so his uh is is uh what's it called so he 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 find he he gets with this handicapped woman who's really into him hitting her legs which uh, I didn't get, but uh, he really is. Uh, what's it called? Anyway, so his cartoon, uh, after he gets inside the animal, becomes successful, and he makes all this money. And he's back at home with his parents. He makes a, a sausage piano and asks his father if he would like some. His you're, father, you're butchering the plot. What's it called? I, I again, listen. I just know I know more of the spirit, which is really what I'm. Then talk about. about the spirit. The spirit of the film, it's about a man trying to find himself in this crazy world. Really, it's a lot about capitalism, because let me tell you what. Really, don't we all just want some sausage at the end of the day? I'm a, I, I, people call me daddy, and you know what? I would love some fucking sausage, but it's all out because- Can I ask the, you a question, Matt? Yes. Daddy, would you like some sausage? I would love some sausage. What is my wife telling me? I think she's telling me that I can come in. What's it called? Oh, I can come in. Okay, I can come in. I'm going inside. It's cold out here. Anyway, what's it called? Yeah, no. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we're recording a podcast. What's it called? I know, very important. It is very important. We're talking about <laughs> got fingered. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, no, yeah. So, so he, it's, it's, Freddie. First off, excuse me, you're not on the podcast. You're not a film buff. Second off, uh, the Freddy is a child. Uh, so, yeah, I know. Don't you feel bad he's, now? No, the joke is that he's like 25. Yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah, but he's someone's child. Not the point. Point. Well, what's it called? I'm not wrong. And that's what's important. Put it on You're my tombstone. I am a child. That's right. I am. I absolutely am. Yeah, I have a mommy and a daddy. Uh, but not everyone does, and that's okay. Anyway, so what's it called? Moving on. Uh, so he becomes super successful. He rents a helicopter. Um, what else happens in this movie? Um, what's it You're called? veering wildly across the road of this plot. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's the thing, because the spirit of it really is about a man achieving his dream of being an animator. And he does that. And then it ends with him jerking off an elephant onto Rip Torn, as Rip Torn is chasing him around, trying to finger him. And he just blasts Rip Torn in Elephant Cup. It's so good. What did you think, Rob? So I'm actually going to fill in a little bit about this movie because that was an interesting yeah, I think I, I hit most of it. So basically this was, this was supposed to be like Tom Green's like big breakout role. Like he wrote and directed and starred in it. Like he had... He had starred on this MTV show that was in turn like a, a remake or not a remake, but like a the successor to a like a Canadian show that he had done because he's Canadian called the Tom Green, Green show. show. And that this was one, and the Canadian one was also called the Tom Green Show. And just to, just to let everyone know, I'm a little older than Rob, so I'll actually remember this. Uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Freddie got like, was what? 
Just no. you're like three months older than me. Uh, I'm like six months older than you. Don't cut corners, all right? Anyway, let's go. But that means I have six months more experience on this earth, all right? So the point is, <clears throat> this was a very. <clears throat> I need to. It's it's not COVID, folks. I just smoke. So I tell all of my customers at work when they get very concerned about how much I'm coughing. Anyway, so. <clears throat> Uh, anyway, this was very highly advertised, is all I was going to say. Continue. Yeah, so, like, the, uh, he'd had this show, the Tom Green show, that was, I mean, basically, it was, like, Jackass before Jackass was Jackass. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and it was, like, a fairly, like, you know, fairly popular. It was a pretty big deal. Like, this was, like, I, it, it, it really seems clear that, like, the studio thought that they had, like, I don't remember which studio made this, but whichever one it was, they thought that they had like. I think it was the Miramax. next. It might have, yeah, I think no, I think it was, I think it was actually Fox. Um, let me. I've got it up here. Yeah, it was yeah. Fox. Okay, well, this um, is like like Ninja was given a movie. But it, it's it's clearly like they thought they had the next Adam Sandler on their hands. <laughs> which makes um, this so much funnier. Yeah, no, I mean, this is because it, it ended up being, like, one of the, like, most reviled oh my God. films in history. Like, it just a huge flop. Like, I, I don't remember what, um, like, it's, it's basically, like, watching this movie is watching the experience of someone, like, light $15 million and their own career on fire. Like, yeah. Just one gross-out gag after another. Like, again, he, he Tom Green jerks off a horse, like unsimulated, within like the first five or ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. At one point, he like swings a newborn baby around by like an umbilical oh cord. Oh my god! How can I forget that? How can I forget that? That's so good. And he saves a baby's life, folks. <laughs> like, I actually tried watching this movie once before, um, because surprisingly, there's actually a little bit of like a just the hint in the past few years of a like critical reassessment of it like not like seriously but there's just been like a couple of voices who have been saying like basically like uh here i've actually got a quote here from uh nathan raven who's a guy who wrote i, I don't think he still does but he, he wrote for the uh the av club um you gotta tell me who nate is <laughs> but uh, he basically he, he wrote like a whole column just about like flops like just failed movies and he wrote one on uh, on Freddie Got Fingered and described it as like um, less a conventional comedy than a borderline Dadaist provocation, like a fifteen yeah. million dollar prank at the studio's expense. Like basically, Dude, Marcel Duchamp would have loved this. <laughs> I mean, there is like a a line of thinking that this is like. I want you to be impressed by me, real quick. Okay, congratulations. You know an artist. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, you know the toilet guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I know him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know him from the from the uh, from uh, Carl Pilkington. Anyway, continue. But uh, but yeah, even Roger Ebert, who gave the film zero out of four stars, which I don't think he had ever done before, um, in like a later review said, "I remember." <laughs> Ebert watching this is so. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty funny <laughs> to imagine him watching this. But but in a later review, like after the fact, he wrote. Um, I remember Freddie got fingered. I remember Freddie got fingered more than a year later. For all its sins, it was at least an ambitious movie, a go for broke attempt to accomplish something. It failed, but it has not left me convinced that Tom Green doesn't have good work in him. Anyone with his nerve and total lack of taste is sooner or later going to make something worth seeing. 
so he's so like, cool. God, so there, there, was, there was like a, uh, you know, again, not like widespread. Like the general consensus is still like this movie fucking sucks. But there, there were just enough whispers of like maybe there was Which something here. Which is wrong. Here. Like continue. There was like just enough of a whisper that like maybe there was something here that I was willing to try it a couple years ago. And I made it up to him swinging around the baby by the umbilical cord. And I'm like, I am done. That is enough for me. <laughs> it's also equally funny imagining you watching this movie. Like, yeah, was I mean, was this while you were at Maryland? This was not while I was a film student. This was. Oh, you can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, this was, that's, that's just going to be the whole podcast, just us asking if we can hear each other. Exactly, but, exactly. It's a good bit. This was, it, yeah, this was not while I was in film school, it was a few years after that, but, but still, yeah. Um, and yeah, so like halfway through watching this, I just texted you, I fucking hate you, but, because this is, this is, did you? Yeah, you didn't respond, I thought you just were deeply offended that I didn't love this movie, but. Oh no, oh no, oh no, I would have responded so quickly. Are you kidding me? Then again, you might also have just texted me that. That could also just be, I'd just be like, wait, uh, I was like, yeah, no, I know. So I, I will say, like, I, my memory of this from the first time I tried to watch it was so bad that, like, I went in with no expectations whatsoever. And, like, this is not a good movie. Let me say this. This wrong, is not a good wrong, movie. Wrong, but, wrong. Podcast but, over. There were, I laughed at a few moments. Like, I genuinely yes! laughed at a few moments. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I wanted. Um, the, uh, the opening scene, well, not quite the opening, but when, you know, he and his parents are having the emotional goodbye after they, like, buy him the LeBaron. <laughs> they, like, have this, you know, very emotional scene, and then he, he pulls out, like, starts to pull out of the parking lot and just immediately honks at a grandma and yells, get the fuck out of the way. Like, I laughed at that. It was, it was like, a well-set-up joke. it's so cool it's so fucking cool that my favorite part has to be the get inside the animal i'm sorry i've never i almost had a heart attack laughing at that that was so cool oh my god yeah oh my god i I gotta i have to admit there's there's a scene so basically the the plot of the movie as much as there is one is again like you said he tries to be an animator he goes to this studio, like shows off some of his drawings. And says, you know, you got a little bit of talent in these like animal drawings that you do, but there's no like plot here. It's, it's missing some fundamental stuff. You need to go and like figure this out. So go home, spend some time working on this and maybe come back. So he goes he, like after, it's basically the, the first 15 minutes of the movie are he finally moves out of his parents' house and he's going to go get a job and then immediately comes back after being like, they did not like my animation, you know? And so... So the next, uh, so most of the movie is him basically sparring with his dad, played by Rip Torn. Hi, Jackie. She's not allowed to be here. This is guy time. This is, this is real film. This is artistes. You're a Philistine. You've never seen this movie. Okay, okay. Well, you can sit next. You cannot talk. I'm sorry. I want to talk. Okay. I'm sorry. I wanted a bit of human connection in the middle of a global pandemic that's killing thousands. Well, apology accepted. Hi, Rob. Hi, Jackie. All right, all right, wait, wait, yeah, no, wait. So remind me of the plot. Yeah. I can't remember. 
Yeah, so basically the bulk of the movie is actually him just sparring with his dad, played by Rip Torn, which, I mean, insane that Rip Torn is in this movie. Yeah. Like, we all know Rip Torn was like a crazy drunk who like took some projects just for like beer money. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Insane that this is one of them. Yes. Um, but basically, I mean, most of the movie is Rip Torn just screaming like, get a job at Tom yeah. Green, while Tom Green finds like various ways to just be gross. Yeah. Um, but but it, it it sort of builds to Tom Green accusing Rip Torn of molesting his brother Freddie, yeah. which is where the title comes from. And there is a a shot where, where Freddie the joke is Freddie is like twenty five, but social services comes to get him and put him in this like basically like a like a I don't know like a a shelter for like children who've been abused and you know everyone else is like eight and he's 25 but there's this establishing shot of the of the actual like shelter that just has this you know this very like you know resplendent verdant you know peaceful serene looking you know uh, institution and then it just has a you know again a very like ornate sign out front that says like home for sexually molested children it's it's a terrible joke but it's just so like every once in a while, he just—it's so bad, it's so awful that it just—it caught me off guard, and I, I like genuinely laughed at it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I'm laughing at you just saying it. It's a great movie, folks. Everyone should see it. What's it called? Oh, and then and then also what's it called? So this basically so after that. I'm remembering now. After that, it just basically destroys Rip Torn's life, right? You know, he's known as this like molester, right? The the Freddy gets taken away. His wife like leaves him for Shaq. Uh, which is, Shaq is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, Shaq is in this movie. That's right. His wife leaves him for Shaq. What's Shaq pantomimes fucking the woman from the Brady Bunch. That's right. It's it's uh, Julie Haggerty. You're not Julie Haggerty. Right, right. Yeah, no, not the Brady Bunch. Jesus, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm besmirching Julie Haggerty. Airplane. I don't know how I got the airplane and Lost in America. I don't know how I got those confused, but yeah, sorry about airplane that. Airplane in Latin America. Lost in America. Never heard of it. It's an Albert Brooks movie. It's pretty good. Oh, it's Albert Brooks. I like Albert Brooks. Yeah. That's about. Yeah, no, yeah, and so yeah, and then it all culminates to yeah, um, yeah, they're in some desert place, and then yeah, uh, an elephant, Pakistan. Yeah, 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 yeah okay, that's that's the other thing about the movie. It it just keeps going. Yeah, like, there's yeah. there's even a joke in it where like at at the end, some like, so it even after he's like won the girl back and got the animation contract, which is you know resolving the two major plot lines. There's like. 15 or 20 minutes after that where it, yeah. it, it like they end up in Pakistan and there's like a kidnapping subplot and there's like when they finally return from being hostages to essentially the Taliban um, like you know there's this big crowd scene and someone is like holding up a sign saying that says like when is this movie going to end which yeah. you know I mean it's cheap lampshading but like fair yeah it's 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 really it's really I mean that's the thing is that and why you think that because, like, that's the thing about Tom Green. Here's what a lot of people don't know about Tom Green. Tom Green is a legitimately good human being. He is. I will stand Tom Green. No, Tom Green, literally, if you 
email Tom Green, he will email you back personally. If you, if you tweet at Tom Green, he will tweet at you back. He literally, but he even did that emailing you back thing even when he was big. He like legitimately like, just like, he just like, he's just a Canadian guy just trying to have up world. What? Well, that's because I'm trying to tell truth here, Rob. Oh, you're playing Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pull your hair. What's it going? I'm trying to tell truth here. And Zoom, Zoom is trying to shut me down. Okay. So here, here's what I will say about Tom Green. I think that he can be funny in like very short segments. Like, like, that's why I, like I think that there are segments of this movie that work. Um, but like, he he is not like meant for feature films. That is the wrong medium of him for him. Disagree. Like disagree. Name me one name me one one part of this movie that didn't need to be in the movie. <laughs> I'm not even gonna dignify that with a response. But yeah, yeah, the, the comedian logic. The comedian honestly that he reminds me of is like Connor O'Malley. Um, actually, fuck yeah, no, that's actually yes. Who, actually, who if yes. you're not familiar with it, he primarily he used he used to be big on like Vine, but he does like short videos. Like he, they've got like they're not like ex- exact corollaries. You know, I Tom Green is like a pure gross out humor, and Connor yeah. O'Malley is like I don't know, conceptual is the wrong word, but yeah, just, but it's. Th- they, but like the most recent video I saw him doing was he it was just a video of him riding a bike up and down a bridge, try and the smoking five hundred cigarettes to raise awareness for five G, which I don't, I don't like. That's not even that doesn't mean anything. It's just again, it's just like trying to do the stupidest thing possible because it would be it would be funny. Like they have like a similar like brain damaged anarchist sensibility. Yeah, but, like. But it works like Vine was the perfect medium for Connor O'Malley. Like yeah. six seconds is perfect. Like yeah. I, uh, I, I watched one of his videos that was like ten minutes long, and that was tough. Like there were oh, some, I... there were some genuine belly laughs in there. But it was tough watching ten yeah. minutes of Connor O'Malley. Like, yeah. Um, and Tom Green, I think, is the same thing. Like. There's, I've seen clips of him that are really funny. Like there was this, uh, when he was promoting the, uh, the Tom Green show back in like the nineties, he went on, uh, this Canadian talk show, um, the Mike Bullard show, who seems to be like somewhere between like, uh, Jay Leno and Dennis Miller in terms of like cultural cachet and like politics. Like he's just not very cool and kind of like, yeah kind of a nerdlinger right-wing guy um yeah, I mean, that's just your average your average english canadian but yeah continue but but what tom green did is he, he just he showed up to this this interview like this uh variety show interview with two suitcases and like during the course of the interview just like opened up one of the suitcases and took out like a, a just a dead raccoon and put it on the desk of this like <laughs> variety show host and then started shaving it which is just like such a stupid disgusting bit but as like a 90 second youtube video is like pretty funny yeah 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 and, and that's his when, you, thing. when it when it's 90 minutes rather than 90 seconds it's just you yeah. want to pull your hair out yeah yeah well his whole his whole shtick is just kind of like he'll do like the most ridiculous thing and then just kind of be like just gonna be like what you know what i mean right yeah and that, yeah and, and, and that's the thing is that 
I understand. I, I I can understand people. They don't have my particular sensibilities and 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 kind of cultured aspect that I bring to film. What's it called? Not fully appreciating it. You know what I mean? I mean, I can understand how hard it could be for someone like you. Breaking up. For instance, my wife, who when you told that one joke, her jaw dropped. What's it called? Am I breaking up? Or are you breaking up? I'm no, you're you're good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the yeah, no, like, like, I am a damaged man. All right, right. And that's the thing is that like this, uh, this was perfect for me. I saw this. When what year did it come out? Like two thousand. It came out April two thousand one. April two thousand one. Okay, so I was ten years old, and I saw this because my dad had an illegal black box uh, uh habeas corpus has passed so he can't get in trouble for this what's it called habeas um, corpus has passed yeah habeas corpus has passed I've, i'm not gonna say it again rob don't make me anyway so what's it called so 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 he had an illegal black box so we got this so basically all the pay-per-view channels what's it called we got so i watched like basically every movie from that era um uh, a lot of the movies this I'm gonna was- be recommending new york and this was the, like the twilight of the golden age. This was like the last months before 9-11. Like everything was going yeah. fine, but it was all about to collapse. Yeah. Can you imagine if he made this post 9-11? <laughs> he, he might have been assassinated. This is, this, this is such a not a, a... Jackie's having a good time. What's it called? I saw this post 9-11 though. Let me tell you something. It healed a lot of wounds. Because I'll tell you something. You watch a man, you watch a man do the sausage piano you watch a man you watch a man just smack a handicapped woman as hard as he can in the legs you watch a man jerk off an elephant onto rip torn and it blasts him back with its semen what's he called you watch that happen and 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 you know what you remember you remember listen i know three thousand people died but there are right but but those 21 men that did that there's a lot more good in the world than those 21 men could ever inflict on us as a country. You, you want me to tell you my reaction to this movie? I mean, if you must, yeah, sure. The, uh, the idea that, like, someone in a position of power, like, just in terms of, like, resource allocation, could direct <laughs> $15 million to this movie is insane. <laughs> like, the sign of a completely decadent society. Like, the, the idea that... that a Tom Green movie would have an elephant coordinator credit in the in the in the end credits is to me a sign that Al Qaeda was right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Well, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. That's what I think you have to appreciate about this movie, right? Right. And I think that you actually did say this basically is that Tom Green went into went to Hollywood, right? Or I guess Hollywood probably came to him and they were like, do you want to make a movie? And he was like, yes, I want to make a movie. And then he brought them this and he's like, this is what I need from you. And they said, sure. You know what yes. I mean? I mean, I really, th- I think that guy who had the sign, when is this movie going to end? I think Tom Green kept, because his whole fucking thing is getting people upset at him and they're going, what? And he kept, here's what I think happened. Here's what I think is the story of this. He kept doing that and he kept saying what? And they just went, no, nothing. You know what I mean? And he just was like, no, no, no. Again, I, I, I literally think they had the next Adam Sandler on their hands. Like, he's got this popular TV show. None of them understand it, but they don't understand Adam Sandler either. They don't like it. They don't get it. Whatever. But clearly this, like, weird 
baby talking comedy like hits some kind of nerve with people so let's just throw some money at it and we'll make some money back not realizing that like sandler's thing is like it's very audience friendly like yeah there's some superficial similarities but <clears throat> sandler is a crowd pleaser he's someone who tries to make people feel comfortable ultimately tom green is like again he's like a dadaist he tries to make people as uncomfortable as possible he's like me that, that no 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 i'm so serious here's the thing i like, was not about to disagree that, no 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 no. this is the thing when this when i saw this movie right basically at that same time right i was like 10 years old 11 years old right right around that time right like everyone i went to school with had seen like probably at least one or two adam sandler films right maybe even all of them right you know what i mean right like parents were you know not every parent but some parents were somewhat comfortable showing their kids adam sandler movies i was the only kid that saw this movie I, it was just <laughs> And I loved it. And, and I think, honestly, that's a very formative age. And I think that it informed a lot of my life. When I first found out what Dadaism was, I was like, oh, yeah, that's fucking cool. You know what I mean? And that's the type of artist I try to be, right? What a lot of people don't understand is that my entire life, everything I'm doing is a bit. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone really realizes that about me. You know what I mean? Except for my lovely family. That is serious. But that's, that's not me. That's not my career. My career was going out there and dressing like an idiot. And then whenever people say, you look like an idiot, just go, what? And then, and then, and then, and then they get upset and then I get to smile. I get to smile with a little Grinch smile and everything is right in the world. And that's why I'm telling you people, you watch, here's what you do. You watch The Exterminating Angel and then immediately you watch Freddy Got Fingered. And you're going to get through this quarantine. I'm going to say right now, I'm a doctor. I finished third in my class at Tufts. Not a doctor. I am a doctor. And not this doctor. is, medi- as a doctor, this is medical advice. Not a doctor. You know, you know, a lot of the time we say it's not, but I'm willing to, listen, we need all hands on deck here with this pandemic, folks. All right? And I'm going to jump. Parody. 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 In the game. In the game, I'm telling you right now. Non-canon. There's no last name, right? What? There's no last name on I this, did right? say my last name at the beginning. Wrong I am going to bleep that, Jackie. Don't Thank worry. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah, once again, yeah, I literally did say to him though, yeah, I keep it in. Everyone knows who I am. I'm Why would I listen to you? Well, well, that's a good point. And see, that's the thing. What you need to do with a man like Tom Green, you just let him make his movies, and then you let me watch them. So, uh, uh, the last thing I want to do before we we wrap up this little bit is, and then you know the whole podcast is, I want to, I just want to read some little bits from Tom Green's Wikipedia. Yes, please do. Which is astoundingly extensive. Like, he must update it himself. Yeah, like, he probably does as a bit, and that's why I love him. I don't know if it's a bit. But anyway. Um, Believe me. It's a did, you know that, did you know that he, 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 had, he attempted to have a rap career? I actually think I did know that. I, I, under, I, I, under first the name MC Bones, which he then changed to MC Face. Yeah. <laughs> his his sign or his song "Check the O R" was nominated for a Juno. Nice. <laughs> Another, uh, That's a uh, Canadian. It's like what? a Canadian Grammy. Yeah. Again, neither one of you have to tell me this. Both of you are the most proud son of the North. He was also a contestant on the 2009 season of The Celebrity Apprentice, and he was fired by Donald Trump on the third episode while acting as a project manager. Primarily due to waking up late on the day of the task because he had been out drinking the night before with Dennis Rodman. That's so cool. God, that's so cool. He's so cool. God, I love him so much. And finally, 
Um, Freddie got fingered one five Golden Raspberry Awards, and he was only the second person to actually show up in person to collect one um, after Paul Verhoeven, who is uh, a genius, by the way, yeah. unrelated for Showgirls. Not for that movie, but for other ones. Um, and so Tom Green showed up at the ceremony uh, in a white Cadillac wearing a tuxedo and rolled out his own red carpet. And then while on stage making his acceptance speech, he began to play the harmonica and refused to stop until he was dragged off. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's wrong with Showgirls? I've never seen it. I haven't, I haven't seen Showgirls either. It, it does I not... It has a kind of a mixed reputation. Some people defend it as a satire. Some people like it sucks. I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But Paul Verhoeven's like other Freddy movies are great. What? Much like Freddie Got Fingered. <laughs> so we're we're gonna we're gonna. We're gonna... Oh, I don't want to see that. Never mind. Uh, you know, uh, there are plenty of boobs on the internet. No, horribly funny sex. Like you know, like nothing in... funny about sex. It's how you make babies. Anyway. What's it called? You know in the room when he fucks her belly button and they're like, fuck that belly button. What? It's like that type of sex. Where you're like, there's no way Again. penis is remotely near a vagina. Do you know how many times I've jerked off to the room? You'd have no idea. I've jerked off to the room so much. Lisa in that is so hot. She definitely doesn't look like she's a fucking wax sculpture that's been left out in the sun. And then... Um, yeah that's, yeah, that's mean. She was 18 when that movie came out. Fresh off the bus. Very disturbing. Anyway, no. Anyway. But so, yeah, so, yeah. So basically what you're saying is, is that Paul Verhoeven and Tom Green are the same. And I agree. I agree, Rob. I agree. I'm not going to take your bait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we should wrap up our discussion of Ferdy Got Fingered there. And we were talking about just as a way to, to end it, just because, you know, we're all stuck in quarantine. We thought we would talk about some of the, the things that we have actually been watching for fun that, you know, if anyone is actually listening and anyone would, I don't know why they would listen to any of our advice after this, but, you know, just thought we would throw it out there. Yeah, so. (laughs) Parody, parody, non-canon. Yeah, no, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, folks, the the masks, overrated, uh, but doctor. Parody, do not listen. (laughs) Opposite, opposite. In the game, in the game. Anyway, so, I, uh, I uh, my recommendations are I, I recently watched the uh, the South Korean film Burning the other day. It is available that, on Netflix. Is that Parasite? What? Is that Parasite? That is, that is not Parasite. That is a different movie. Same country, Parasite though. is par- yes, uh, yes. There there is actually more than one South Korean movie, and a lot of them are actually quite good. They have a very strong national cinema. But Parasite, they got more than one director. Oh my they god! They do, in fact. Yes, they have several several high quality directors. Big fan of South Koreans. In it, but I'm torturing my wife right now. She's so upset with me. Parasite was great, but specifically the one I was actually talking about is Burning, which came out two years ago. It's kind of a, a slow burn mystery um, about a sort of a this like love triangle that turns sort of vaguely sinister when the woman at the center of it disappears and it turns into this kind of cat and mouse game between the the two men, one of whom is this rich kind of Chad guy, and the other one is very awkward, um, kind of down on his luck, poor loser kid who you know tells everyone that he's going to be a writer, but isn't really actually writing anything. He sort of befriends this woman, and you know, why are you why are you smiling? 
Why are you smiling? You don't want to know why I'm smiling. I know why you're smiling. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Never. Burning by uh, Lee Chang Dong. Good movie. It's yeah. on Netflix. Oh, it's, fuck, wait, Lee made that? Shut the fuck up. So that and I, you know, if, 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 if I didn't, if I didn't have to sucker, suffer the, the heckles of fools, I would have a better descriptor of it. But look it up. It's a good movie. Good slow burn thriller, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that and honestly, I've been watching a lot of uh, The X-Files all on Hulu, um, rewatching it. It's, you know, it's, it's. In these in these troubled times, sometimes you just want some familiar cheese, mm-hmm. and it's not like it's not a great work of art or anything. Some some of the individual episodes can be pretty good. It's all it's all colored by the, you know, the like main mythology arc about UFOs and stuff is all colored by the the knowledge that none of it goes fucking anywhere. But a lot of the one off episodes are pretty great. I'm in the the, the third season now, which is around when they figure out that this show with just a ridiculous premise can actually be funny sometimes which opens a lot of doors for them um i just watched the episode where peter boyle plays a depressed psychic which is just a great hour of television so you know the x-files check it out what are you i've been watching tiger king (laughs) by which i mean i've watched one episode (laughs) i've what's it called but it was yeah 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 well, it was well, well. Let me get the. I'm getting to Twin Peaks. All right, uh, Tiger King, pretty good. Uh, I don't like Carol. What's it called? I like the Tiger King. Uh, what's it called? Even though I probably wouldn't agree with a lot of his stuff politically, because I think he's a libertarian. But what's it called? But 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 I respect him, right? As I respect all libertarians who aren't children. All right. Uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, but yeah, no, that's pretty good. Uh, what's it called? That's worth a watch, I'd say. Uh, I've been watching Twin Peaks, by which I mean I've also only seen one episode. Uh, what's it called? But it was like an hour and a half long episode, so like that's like three episodes, okay? I mean, listen, if you're going by half hour for an episode is what it should be, canonically, as someone that is a big Simpsons guy, that's three episodes. So I've seen three episodes of Twin Peaks. What's it called? It was just very long and put together in one. It's pretty good. Um, what's it called? I suggest that. It's very surreal as well. Um, right, which is good for these times. Uh, what else have I been watching? I've been watching a lot of uh, Muppet Babies uh, <laughs> with the children, which is the dog shit show. Uh, so fucking stupid. Bad show. Terrible. Uh, what's it called? The, the regular Muppets, much better. This show, bad. It's stupid. They just teach them how to count and shit. Sucks ass. Uh, fucking, what else have I been watching? <laughs> you're mad that you're smarter than, than, than children in a children's show? Dude, dude, I only just this year stopped yelling out the answers when I watched my kids' shows. So what's it called? It's fucking. It's fucking. I've got. I've become. I've graduated to the next level of dad. Doing great. Uh, what else is there that I've been watching? I'm watching a lot of Twitch. Uh, Twitch is good. If you watch Twitch, you just watch any of it. It's good. Uh, what's it called? You watch. You know. You get to know. I. I, I can now talk to my younger coworkers about stuff. That's nice. Um, What's it called? What else have I been watching? I've been watching. I don't know why you're laughing. So right? What's it called? What else? What else do I watch? You're with me a lot of the time. I watch whatever Jackie watches, which is mostly bad, but I watch it because I love her. Uh, what's it called? Um, what else have I been watching? Um, I watched. Uh, what's it called? We watched Toy Story. Uh, uh, honestly, not as good as the second one. Second one much better. Second one much sadder. First one. 
It was fucked up. It was fucked up. Well, where's his I'm, dad? You know, they never say what happened to his dad. Mom killed the dad. Saying it right now. Mom killed the dad. Was like, I gave him all those toys so that he wouldn't say anything. That's what happened. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, what else happened? What else have we watched? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if we need a complete list. Okay. Well, that's pretty extensive. We're doing a lot of it is very extensive. We're doing a lot of push-ups, people. Little tip for you: you put your you put your you put your feet on a couch and you do push-ups. Makes them a little harder. It gets you a little I've, stronger. I, I've I mean, seen, I, tell him about the hit. Tell him about the hit. Oh yeah, Jackie made me do uh, something called hit, which is a neo-Nazi experiment to try to kill more Jews. <laughs> um, it's a high-intensity. Uh, endurance, but it's spelled wrong. Training. Interval. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. Again, who's the doctor? And um, what's it called? That's pretty bad. Don't do that. Uh, do that about as much as you have to watch Muppet Babies. Okay. Well, thank you for that extremely comprehensive list. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, do you want to assign? Each, do you want to assign each other movies for next time? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Um, I'm trying to decide how mad I am at you for making me watch Freddy Got Fingered. You're about to be a lot madder at me. Okay, wh- what do you got for me? No, 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 you go first, you go first. No, 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 I need to, see, I'm deciding whether or not I'm so mad that I want to make you watch something that I'm going to hate too, just knowing that it'll piss you off, or if I'll just settle for something that will just piss you off. All right, well, I want you to watch Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. I've <laughs> already seen it. Oh, fuck. Okay, well then... But No, 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 that's okay. It's been a long time, and uh, to be honest, Matt, I, I have seen a lot of movies. We're, we're probably going to have to rewatch some at some point. Okay, okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah, well, I also... Because uh, I also want to rewatch Black Knight, because uh, I had a lot of questions about that when I was a kid. Uh, what's <laughs> it called? We won't get into that now. How, how, how badly do you want me to fuck with you? Right? Oh, Rob, I want you to fuck with him back. Rob, fucking destroy me, baby. I can take it. I'm a doctor. Okay, you have to watch Color of Pomegranates by Sergei Parajanov, which even I don't like, but you're going to have to sit through You're going to have to sit through this late period Soviet art house, just no narrative experimental feature. I want to watch it with you. Okay, we'll watch it together. What is it? It's called Color of Pomegranates. Is that going to be on YouTube? It's going it, <laughs> <gonna> to <laughs> be, cri- be on Criterion Channel, same place as this one. All right. Well, all I have, all I have, are dumbbell workouts. Let me see. Criterion. Okay. What? Okay. Let me find it. What's it called? Search. Search. Is it spelled? Is color spelled wrong? No. It's just spelled color. Well, yeah, but no you know, you. It's there's no Soviet, you? not English. Well, I don't. Well, what's it called? I took Russian, but I don't know how they do. Now, how do you spell the color of pomegranates by? All right, how how long is this movie? It's not that long. Okay. Well, we already That's know the one the saving grace. We already know what the color of pomegranates is. Oh, perfect! It's an hour twenty. Dude, a nice tight eighty minutes. You <laughs> you you need to that, let me let me just tell you. That's gonna feel like a long eighty minutes. Oh <laughs> oh my god! Are you kidding me, man? I I you go you I I was you I was born in the darkness, baby. La lune est libre, il n'y a plus de qu'on ne le croit.
I keeping you away? I'm waiting for you to ask me another one of those psychic ability questions. Well, I've had dreams in my life where I had a vision, and then later on, I've seen that vision in reality. And as a psychic, have you ever had prophetic dreams like that? I have only one dream. I dream it every night. You're not one of those people who turns everything into a sexual symbol, are you? No. Lying naked in a field of red tulips. I'm not concerned with where I am or how I got there. I'm at peace, and it's then that I realize I'm dead. My body begins to turn a greenish white with spots of purple. Next, the insects arrive. The inevitable follows putridity and liquescence. Before I know it, I'm nothing but bones. When I start fading to dust, I lose whatever care I still might have had about where my clothes are. And as I begin to feel myself slipping away towards I know not what, I wake up. Well, good night. <laughs>